Before you can create a healthy relationship with others, you first have to create a healthy relationship with yourself. Welcome to Let's Talk About It with your host, Dr. Janie Lacey. Janie is a nationally respected psychotherapist, and on this show, she and her featured guests will help you discover and break patterns in your life that can contribute to self-sabotage and unhealthy relationships. Now, here is Dr. Janie Lacey. Well, welcome to another episode of Let's Talk About It with Janie Lacey. Did you know that vaccinated is the hottest detail you can add to your dating app bio today? (laughs) Well, over the past year, there have been many people, many single people that have patiently waited through what might have seemed like the long, slow death of their romantic lives. Social distancing has meant fewer dates, maybe for some. While the strict physical distancing measures designed to limit the spread of COVID-19 was quickly branded a dating ban when that came into force. Well, when love eludes you, there's only one woman who can help you capture it. And that is our special guest today, Dr. Cassandra, known as Coach Cass. And she is an intuitive love coach matchmaker for successful women with InspireMini.com. Coach Cass sets the stages aflamed as in demand speaker and a TEDx presenter, the creator of the Love Deck dating conversation cards and the number one network for professional single women in the Real Love Network. Her voice has graced the airways weekly on the number one radio show in South Florida and her hosted the television and she has hosted the television show Fiscally Fit. Hmm. And she's also been featured on Women's Day, Fast Company, Cosmopolitan, Black Enterprise, just to name a few. Boy, this girl got her receipts. <laughs> and she's also the best-selling author of Princess Zara's Birthday Tradition. And you can often find her, one of my favorite places, relaxing on the beaches of the world with her husband, Andy, and her beautiful daughter, Ava. Jamming to her reggae vibes, of course. <laughs> She is here to help us break down the dating game in 2021. Welcome to the show, Coach Cass. Oh my goodness, Dr. Janie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm really excited to have this conversation because it is one I have very often. (laughs) And that's why you're on. Let's talk about it with Janie Lacey because I know in therapy with many different people, I've been hearing it all and uh, they're going to be tuning in because you're going to be answering some questions for us. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and, and one of those is kind of dive in, you know, one of those, there has been that flourishing of creative new forms of dating and intimacy building during this past year. I'm sure you have heard it and seen it all, but what have you seen exactly and how the dating world has changed as a result of lockdown and all the stuff we went through last year? Yeah. So some of the biggest trends that I have seen is people being more intentional when it comes to dating. So before, I I think the the hookup culture will always be there, but according to statistics, maybe 68% of those people that are seeking to date are intentional about it now because yes, I want your COVID. (laughs) And I I like that hashtag vaccinated on a, on a profile because (laughs) it's just too much at risk right now. So What I've seen is that people are taking more time to get to know you on the phone before they get to know you in person. And that's actually been really exciting. So there's less of the, I'm wasting my time because now you're intrigued, you're excited. And that first date is more of an extra confirmation versus a first time introduction. Mm -hmm. 
Dr. So I'm curious to, to get your opinion on this because I was hearing this a lot last year. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that new normal of the Zoom date? Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was hearing Coach Cass, people were watching Netflix together while they had their Zoom going and their champagne. <laughs> I love all of it, right? So I... I like my little bubble, but like I started a, a club on Clubhouse dating after COVID. We had like 10,000 members. And when we start to look at individuals who are doing the Zoom dating, I'm for it because you're you're getting that banter going, right? The video date, being able to have a little bit more conversation before meeting up in person. So I'm for it. There's a Netflix date. There's the paint and sip parties. There's a cooking together. You know, people do my love deck cards with the conversation starters. So, you know, they, they have so many things that they start to see. Oh, we have things in common. I'd like to move this in person. I love it. I'm for it. Yes, people are doing it. I want them to continue to do it. Even as the world opens up, being able to do those pre-qualifiers, I think is helpful and also deals with the nerves, right? Because dating, most people are nervous, right? You're nervous with uh, rejection. Um, how, how, how are they going to see me? Am I going to be honored? Or, you know, is this going to be fun? So these are ways to to kind of feel out, you know, do I like this person? Am I feeling them? Can I kick it with them? Mm-hmm. You know, some feedback I also heard was some people also liked it because they felt like it took pressure off the mm-hmm. physical part of the relationship and you were really forced, not necessarily forced, but the priority was on conversation and getting now, to know girl, each other. <laughs> you better, you better say it because some people were out here insular, but you know, laying on their backs within one day, it's like, honey, what are you doing right now? You know, this mm-hmm. So being able to take it a little bit slower um, and being more intentional, I think that it leads to a greater real connection. My, my issue with the way society overall, the way it's set up, right, Janie, is, is looking at the physical before the emotional, right? They're so focused on the physical, the, 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 the way they walk it, do it, you know, the way they do this, do it for me. And then it's all about this, you know, the chemistry. Can I feel the vibrations? I'm like, look, all of those vibrations fade with hot breath, dirty dishes, underwear, shoes by the door, toilet unflushed. You know, we know what happens when you get into real relationship with people. So I think we focus too much on the chemistry. So I'm for this new emotional connection first before the physical piece. Yep. So I'm curious to hear as we're going along that vein, right? Yeah. I hear a lot of times people get, they feel pressured to keep up with this Instagram <laughs> culture, right? So, you know, women who are out there dating are constantly feeling like they have to be filtered or look like a filter. You know, I even heard, I even watched the news report one time, Coach Cass, where someone was taking in their filtered photos, bringing it to their surgeon, and they wanted to match their filtered for surgeon, you know, a filtered uh, version of themselves. So when you think about like people who are out there dating, how can they weed out some of that Instagram culture where to me, you know, there's a lot of people that put things out there that's not their real life. So, you know, if we keep yeah. it real. So how do yeah. you help some of your clients when they're looking at all of this consumption of images, um, Instagram models, all this comparison? Yeah. It's a problem, right? It's a problem. The, the filters, the statistics the articles, the celebrity stories, like within the community that I support, the Real Love Network, what I don't, I don't post any of the celebrity news. I don't post the latest statistics on how who will never find love and how many more men than women. Like 
I, I, I say focus on you, right? Focus on you, what your experience has been, what is your troubles to get over, and then what are you going to do about it? Because when you start focusing on other people, remember that that's their life. It's not yours. You have a different story to tell. You want to rewrite your love story. You're not trying to photocopy and plagiarize somebody else's. And I think that's the main issue. Like I saw, like I, I have sister circles within my groups. And one of the things that they were texting about Portia, I don't know if you saw about Portia and she got a $40 million man. And how can you find a $40 million man? And they would have judged him based on the fact that he can't write and all this other stuff. And I'm just like, we are too focused on other people, right? On other people. So it really is bringing it back to self of, you know, that self-discovery, that self-journey. And then what are you actually going to do to have the love and the life that you want? So yeah, I'm, I'm anti-filters, all of it. Well, you're speaking truth because what I'll tell the women in my Woman Redeemed program, mm-hmm. right? I personally know people where they paid for fake followers Every single picture is edited, photo cropped, and everything is written to make it seem a lot more exaggerated than it is. So you're comparing yourself to someone's, it's not even their reality. So Mm -hmm. to your point, focus on yourself, be authentic and best represent yourself and be a tree planter and not a fruit picker. (laughs) Ooh, yes, honey. Mm -hmm. I like that. So, you know, I also, I often will hear also from um, clients that while rejection may sting, the consensus is that singles really would rather knowing that there isn't a connection moving forward rather than to be ghosted. I'm always hearing about ghosted. Yeah. You know, so what are your thoughts on, on being ghosted versus telling someone straightforward that it's not, you know, exactly what I want. You know, you and I are just not a match where some people just go ghost. Listen, I hear it so much and I'm anti-ghosting so much that I created like a, a, a list of 10 <laughs> 10 ways to let a guy down nicely, right? Because too often the ghosting, you're thinking that you're doing them a favor. Like, oh, I don't want to hurt their feelings. So I'll just go missing. That hurts worse. Jenny, I was ghosted before, you know? And I think I'm pretty cute, right? Like, what's and, and you wonder and, and you pick at yourself, like, what's wrong with me? But there was a shift that had to happen that realized like, no, what's up with him? Right. So something is going on in that person's life, why they had to step away. So one of the things that I encourage my ladies with is, is literally looking at saying thank you and being in a place of gratitude, because what I like to tell them is you want a lifetime love. Right. And when you're looking for a lifetime love, you want somebody that wants to be with you, period. So if someone excuses themselves, you say goodbye whether they said goodbye to you or not, you say goodbye and you say thank you. Because at the end of the day, you don't want to end up with someone that doesn't want to be with you. You want to be with them. They want to be with you. It's reciprocal for that lifetime love. And yes, I am one that says, hey, I don't, I don't, I don't see a love match here. You know, I don't see a connection. And no, we do not need to be friends. I'm grown. I have friends. It's okay. All the best. Period. I absolutely love it. You know, there's a couple of things that, that I'll share with you that, um, you know, get your thoughts on it. Yeah. One of the things I'll also share from um, a psychology perspective is usually when people are ghosting, that's usually what I would put in more of an avoidant category. I just did a, mm-hmm. a post in my private group about this, is that to your point, and you just said it, it's really not about you or the person that was ghosted. It's mm-hmm. about them and their avoidant behavior or whatever they else have going on. But when people are wounded, we can, you know, it's the four agreements. Don't take anything personal. And to your point, God bless you and keep it moving. (laughs) 
<laughs> but that's harder said than done, right? Yes, exactly. Don't take it personal. I think the whole dating process is hard not to take personal from the swipe to the non hello to the not answering back to the text message to not calling when you said you're going to call, you know, all the things mm-hmm. we all take it personal and it's hard not to, right? So then it's also having the systems in place to, to regenerate, rejuvenate, and just re- release all of that negativity that we bring on ourselves because nobody's telling us these things. It's all the negative thoughts in our minds. To yeah. six inches between our ears. And that's real talk. I mean, even though you can tell yourself and you know from a um, logical standpoint, it's not about you. It still hurts the rejection. All that, all those things um, can just be just to the surface, especially if you've been hurt in the past and have yet to be healed because then you'll double down on that, on that pain. So when you think about in particular, some people will feel ambivalent as we're talking about COVID about going back to the quote unquote normal (laughs) with the fears of crowds and socializing and all that stuff. You know, and I see a lot of anxieties right now that's coming up with this fear of dating again. And, you know, I was um, reading about this phenomenon that a lot of people even gave it its own acronym, the (laughs) F-O-D-A. So what can you share with people that fall into this uh, category that, you know, yes, they maybe have been doing some Zoom dating, they may have been doing some online stuff, but as we continue to um, roll back into getting back out in society and they have fear of dating again. Right. So it's perspective. And, And you know this, we were hardwired for human connection and there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Because a, a part of us feels what I hear often, right, with my ladies, with ladies, with professional women, it's like they don't want to share I'm single, right? They, they don't want to necessarily say I'm single because then that looks like you're thirsty or you're desperate. And, and to me, it's like, no, this is a, a natural human desire and there's nothing wrong with that. So that's one side. And then the other side is so many of them are like praying in their back closet, like, you know, God, send me this man. But if you don't leave your house, who is he sending? Uber Eats, um, Amazon Prime, um, your mama, you know, so it's just like <laughs> and, and two out of three knock and run. So what are we doing right now? So if you don't go outside and half of you are anti the online, what are you going to do? So it really is a decision. Right, Janie? It really is a decision to say, I want love. I desire love. And that's okay. Regardless of my fear. So doing, feeling the fear and doing it anyway, right? So facing that fear. So being able to, to face it afraid and say, this is worth the fear. This is worth the rejection. This is worth the unknown. Because as a professional woman, we don't like the unknown. Right? We want to be able to be in control and map it out and say, okay, I'm going to bump into him at Starbucks. And then he's going to say, hey, I'll smile through my mask. And then he'll ask me to marry him. You know, in the back <laughs> of their minds, that is a secret desire, right? Like, just can it just be simple? But because it's not simple and because it can't be planned out, then it's like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. I'm just going to sit in my room, watch Netflix and work on my life while scrolling on TikTok and Instagram. <laughs> And then get more in the comparison mode. <laughs> yeah, it's a problem. It's a but whole problem. You're, you're, I mean, you spoke it. I mean, you said it. You know, what, what I think about it when I was reading about that and I hear that, I think about the fear. 
mm-hmm. right? Because to go out there, if you are, and we'll get into this um, later on today, because I do want to hear from you as far as when people feel like they're ready, when they feel like they're ready, when they know they're ready, two different things. But, you know, yeah, there you go. <laughs> but that, that fear to me also from um, the psychology perspective tells me there's something more to be healed. Yeah. That um, the ultimate place is to be in a place of stability when I kind of look at attachment um, theories versus that, yeah. that place of anxiety. And then the other thing I'll also see, and I'm sure that you see this with the ladies you coach is, because you just said it, is attaching to a fantasy. Yeah. This is how it should happen. This is how I should feel. He should sweep me off my feet. <laughs> and then, you know, sometimes I could fall into old patterns of addictive love of fantasies and, and not necessarily based in reality. So what would be some of the not so common red flags as I was just kind of talking about for a woman attaching to a fantasy versus the reality, the not so common red flags that someone who is entering the dating scene again should be aware of as they're navigating these new waters of getting back out there. Right. So with the fantasy life, I call that rom-com-itis. You know, we as women love a good romantic comedy. Okay. And I have watched all of them. So part of you is wishing that that happened, you know? Oh, and then it's totally toxic, right? So he leaves, he storms out, he comes back, he goes out, he comes back and you're in love. It's just like, what is that? No, 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 no. Right. So then we get worked up on what loves looks like. And if he treats me bad, he loves me, you know? So then I think a part of that is we learn about love in all the wrong places, right? Dr. Janie, when I think about it, how mainly we learn about love, how I've learned about love is what romantic comedies, dysfunctional, dysfunctional family members, porn and, and TV, right? Like, it's, it's just like, <laughs> where do you learn about it? Unless you intentionally go to a therapist, go to a coach, read a book, like, Oh, and Instagram memes. We add that in now, right? So this, <laughs> this is where people learn about love and that is a problem. So when it comes to not so common red flags, I definitely think catfishing is a thing. So if you if you meet someone online and they say they're working on a contract outside of the country and every time you want a video chat, it's not happening, but they could have conversation, that's an issue. Then if they say they have like an ill mother in the States that they need to see first before they see you, that is also an issue, right? So these are <laughs> these are the red flags, right? And if the person does not want to get off the app and get on the phone, keep it moving, right? I am of the belief that you get off the app, you get on the phone, you get in person. And in terms of the fear of meeting in person because of COVID and such, there's socially distancing dates. There's learning about the quarantine style. There's asking what they've been up to for the weekend. So you don't have to interrogate people about how they're living their life, but there's simple questions to ask to just see if you are in line. I have one client who is now on her way to be married. When she met her guy, they quarantined specifically for like three weeks, you know, in order to meet each other in person because she was she was not playing any games, right? And it was worth the wait. So I'll tell you that, you know, when people are really into you, they'll make it happen. So those red flags are just some of the, the things where they, they, they're not making the time. I'm too busy. Too busy? Listen to me. <laughs> Listen to me. There's no such thing as too busy when someone is feeling you period, period. I don't care what is going on. There'll be a text. There'll be a call. There'll be something that shows that they desire to be with you, to speak with you, to connect with you. And if that person's not making that effort, keep it moving. Keep it moving. And we worth the wait. (laughs) Hashtag worth the wait. I heard heard this, uh, this story by, by someone I was working with years ago. 
And uh, she said this to me, and, I'm, and I think it's funny. I want to hear your thoughts about it. But she said that she'll never date a person on the app or off the app if she can't Google them and find something. <laughs> well, huh. That is something, right? So not Googleable. But then again, there's some people that are just off the grid, right? So we we judge. So, you know, we we hang out in Clubhouse and, and you get in some of these rooms and they talk about, you know, well, girlfriend, you need to give him like five different types of tests. You got to figure out the attachment style, then the five love languages, then his disc, and then Kirby. <laughs> I'm just like, these are too many things that you're putting the horse before the cart. Like, get to know the person. See if you even want to spend time with them before we get into all these other things. So to me, I don't, I don't think he has to be Googleable, right? I think it's a conversation piece. Now, yes, there's some extra background you might need to do if you can't find him online, you know, but I, I don't believe in silo dating either, right, Dr. Janie? I believe in, in family. I believe in friends. I believe in group dating. You know, I believe in all the things because what happens in silo dating, you're sexy. I'm sexy. We're sexy. Oh, so sexy. Marry me. Be with me forever. And then you start introducing people and they're like, what is that? Right? <laughs> you're like, what? what is that big elephant in the middle of his forehead? What? I don't think, right? We get so caught up in, in love and in lust and in infatuation that we don't see many of the red signs that our family and friends do see. So I, and, and, if you want a life back to the lifetime love, this is only for the people who want lifetime love. If you don't want lifetime love, I can't help you. But it's, it's just like, if you're looking for a lifetime love, there's some key people in your life that you should involve in the process of choosing your lifetime mate. Because guess what? If you just show up with someone and say, this is my fiance, my fiance, right? If you just show up, there's going to be a little resentment. Like, wow, you know, you couldn't introduce them when you were just friends. Like what happened there? So yeah. I hope I answered the question. <laughs> Absolutely. I totally agree with you. I think when people are polarizing that oh, if this doesn't happen this way, you mm-hmm. know, and, and another one I would hear, and I think it was, um, it was a soft background check. I think it was called a uh, stutter dud. So it's constantly, uh, have you heard of that app? No. This app where you can do a soft uh, background check. So some of my dating ladies, that's what they would be doing. Oh, and, uh, <laughs> oh. Say, okay. Well, you know, if some criminal records come out, I mean, you have an option at that point, but you know, I think the, the point there is that they could be sabotaging something otherwise that can probably be good for them if they're so focused on, I don't want to get hurt again. Let me right. find these red flags. Because sometimes, you know, if I tell you not to think about a zebra, you're going to think about a zebra, right? right? And then you'll see a zebra everywhere, right? So I think that also goes back to, to people understanding where they were wounded at, because you're talking about, you know, some of the wounds. And, and I think when people, I always have this saying, especially if people haven't done the work with a coach or a therapist, is that show me how you were loved and I will show you how you were how you love right and right. and there's a direct correlation to that and it's funny that you brought up the whole club house I was thinking to myself um how you and I connected through uh Paul Brunson I'm like yeah. if he was on this app he would be like <laughs> listening to some of this stuff horrible it's just horrible exactly. like and, and, and it hurts my heart um that people take it as truth you know just because somebody has a a green star on a stage and and you're not you know, I'm not going to start any trouble. That's not my being, but it's, it's just like, this is really bad. 
<laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm on the uh, Breakfast with Champions every morning. And one morning I discussed this, that you have to, whether you're on an app or in person, whether you're dating, whether it's a friendship, you have to vet people yeah. and you move moderately and, you know, th- th- you'll see the receipts. You'll see who right. they are over time. But if you are running to, to your point, running to the altar in a sprint, you're going to miss a whole lot. <laughs> problem. I heard, I heard something last night where now they're saying, oh, I just met you. How about we just try out a relationship for 90 days? I'm like, who does that? Like, just what, what advice? What, who is that? I don't know what that is. Yeah. Try it out. Like, exactly. Now I just met just 90 days. Just try it out. Mm-hmm. So since we're on that topic, you know, as a dating expert, I mean, what are your thoughts about all these reality shows, especially Love on an Island, you know, to your point, 90 Day Fiance, and I know we, our, our dear mentor is, is uh, doing a show, but all right. these different shows where dating, love, you know, um, and there was one on Netflix that was popular last last uh, year where they were- Love talking. is Blind? Yes, yes, which I thought I was a good that. there. I loved Love is Blind. Listen, I don't watch any of them, but I watched the entire season of Love is Blind because they were connecting emotionally first before they connected physically. Now, mind you, everybody on the show was cute. Now, what they needed to do is put some uncute people and see if they still <laughs> had some good results, you know, because it's, it's still TV. But I like the, con- that is the one show that I loved the concept of just because they connected emotionally first before they connected physically. That that was huge. I, I really think that like Lauren um, and her man, somebody, Hamilton, I don't know. Well, I think they're really going to make it just, just because they connected so well through a wall and, and they really worked. I think, I think they can. Now, mind you, they're also in the public eye and all that other stuff. So we'll see if the pressures get to them or not. But for me, that, that was the best concept out of all that I've seen. So no other show has hooked me in like that. Yeah. So since you're on that topic, talk to us a little bit about, you know, with all the women that you've worked in particular, and you've probably seen journeys of what's worked and what's not worked. Mm-hmm. The reason why, because I want people to hear this. Um, so it's just yeah. not coming to me because I'm a psychotherapist, but the reason why it's important to be emotionally connected and what does that look like for, because some people will ask, well, we spend time together. We talk all the time. Like from your expertise, what does it look like if you're telling the women that they're, that, that are dating or on the dating scene that, that they'll know when they're focusing on more of the connect, the, the emotional connection versus he's fine and the physical connection and all that stuff. Girl, that is, that is where we end up 99% of the time, right? 99% of the time where we end up, you're cute. I'm cute. That's it. Period. You know, and, and we get into this, this, this um, hamster wheel of where do you want to go? What you want to do? Let's hang out. And that's what the relationship becomes just this complacency thing. Most of the times you stop going out and you're just sitting on the couch watching television or eating dinner or just doing normal life like a married couple, but you're not married. So my, my main issue of why I created the love deck anyway, is those conversation starters, right? To be able to delve a little bit deeper to find out who a person is, but then also letting someone in. So it's that cuss word for many called vulnerability. Mm, the big V. Yeah. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Talk to us a little bit about, um, before we head to break, talk to us a little bit about the, the love deck. How, okay. wh- what, what is that and how can people find that? Okay, so you could totally find it on my website, inspiremany.com. Just click the store and it's there. And uh, what I'll do is that I'll take 
$5 off for using the code Janie. Okay. And pretty much what it is, one side is affirmations. And on the other side is all about dating conversation starters. 60 questions I believe you should ask before choosing the one. Being able to gamify it so that you really get to know a person versus just talking about, you know, I like to watch TV. Do you, you know, what show do you like? But really looking at, hey, um, what's something you did as a child that your parents still don't know about, <laughs> right? What do you do on a Sunday morning? For those of you who are, you know, Christian, that's a big question without asking. That's a big question, right? Being able to see what are your, your top four core needs for some people, that's a question they've never thought of themselves. So really being able to have more than just surface level conversation. I hear it over and over again, coach Cass, I don't know what to talk about on a date. So that's why I created the love deck. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, you heard it here. So you will get $5 off by your coupon code, Janie. (laughs) So get those love decks and start those conversations. So we will be right back after a break on Let's Talk About It with Janie Lacey. And when we come back, I'm going to be asking our dear expert coach, when does she tell people you don't need to be dating? (laughs) We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you often attracted to unavailable partners? Feel like you can't stay but can't leave a toxic relationship? Obsessed with thinking about a current or former lover? Feel resentful that you're always taking care of the other person? The Woman Redeemed Therapy Program is for women who want to break free from toxic relationship patterns so they can find the love they truly deserve. This program is a safe, nurturing environment, essential for building self-worth and acquiring the tools to work through challenges and create your best self. We invite you to begin the journey today to start building the new you. Call 407-622-1770 or visit LifeCounselingSolutions.com. That's LifeCounselingSolutions.com. Are you living day by day, nervous, in fear, or constantly feeling overwhelmed? This is probably due to an anxiety disorder. Anxiety disorders can develop from many different factors and can affect each and every person differently. Anxiety disorders can develop because of genetics, personality, stressful life events, and many other reasons. The Anxiety and Depression Association of America reports that more than 40 million Americans suffer from anxiety-related illnesses and anxiety is also considered the most common mental disorder in the United States. You don't have to suffer alone. Call Life Counseling Solutions at 407-622-1770 or visit lifecounselingsolutions.com today. Has your anger ever taken you somewhere you regret it? Have you ever said something in anger that you wish you could take back? Have you ever hurt anyone as a reaction of your anger, physically or emotionally? Let's face it. Anger is a part of life. We all experience anger in our lives at some point. The question we need to ask ourselves is whether this has become a habit. What matters is how we deal with it. So call Life Counseling Solutions at 407-622-1770 or visit OrlandoAngerManagement.com today. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
You're listening to Let's Talk About It with Dr. Jamie Lacey. To reach the show today, please call into 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Jamie at lifecounselingsolutions.com. Now back to Let's Talk About It. Welcome back to Let's Talk About It with Janie Lacey. Wow. Our first segment was on fire. So we are welcome back to the show. Our special guest, Coach Cass. Welcome back to the show. Oh, I'm excited to be here, Dr. Janie. This is awesome. I was just reading some of our comments from our live viewers. So many good nuggets, but the trend up to intentionally dating was intriguing. Um, I love that she said, I'm an adult. We don't have to be friends. Hmm. Love the love deck. Trust, but verify. Blocking their own opportunities out of fear. Common sense is not so common anymore. Learn about love at all the wrong places. Love is worth and the fear of dating, so many great comments. So everyone is getting so much value uh, from you being here today. So I want to hear from you, the, the expert of dating. So when do you see when you're working with clients and you're like, uh-uh, I don't think we need to be dating right now, right? So what can people glean from that experience when you suggest or advise that maybe this is not the time that you should be putting yourself out there? Yeah, so I, for some, they've been hurt. Right. And, and you've seen this. Right. They've been hurt so much that they have an absolute negative film and lens. And, you know, there's that story about, you know, this woman looking through the window and talking about her neighbor's dirty laundry. And why are they why are they hanging up dirty laundry? What's wrong with these people? And her husband comes and like cleans her own window. And she says, oh, right. It's the lens in which we look at things. Is your window dirty? So I think that there's some self-work that always needs to be done. And I believe in yes and, meaning I believe in therapy and coaching. You know, I think there's a place for both. So for me, in terms of saying not to date right now, it really does matter on the lens in which they look at dating. And if it's absolutely dismal, and for instance, I, I remember doing an event back when the world was open <laughs> and one of the women stood in the crowd and she said, you know, I've been abused in my relationships my whole life and every man is an abuser. And she, she said that with such conviction. I was just like, this is not the space right now for you, right? Like there's some stuff that needs to be worked out in your belief system and how you've been attracting, but there's some real work of that needs to be done before you really start dating, because then you'll continue to repeat that cycle. Mm -hmm. So what would be, I know a lot of people are wondering, what would it be like to work with you? If you were, if they wanted to match make and they want to get on the dating scene, they wanted to do a makeover. I mean, what would be some, some high level outline type things that what would like someone's never worked with a matchmaker or someone who's in the dating expert space. I mean, what would they, what can they expect? Well, I start everyone off with coaching. So it just depends if you would like a community to support or if you would like one-on-one. -on -one. And then I also have hybrid, but really my, my special love is the Real Love Network, right? And I created that one because my business coach said, what's the best way to support someone who's your ideal client? And when I started to look at it is to be able to have a community to support you through your love journey. Because I realized, Janie, that love isn't a one-time thing, right? It's something that happens over your lifetime, starting with you. So the way I have it set up is we're talking about self-love, 
attracting and selecting, right? Because many of us feel like our picker is broken, right? Attracting and selecting. And then how do I thrive into that relationship for it to become a lifetime love, whether that's long-term companionship or marriage, right? And so looking at all that, it doesn't happen in six weeks. It doesn't happen just 90 days. Yes, I do have clients that have found their love in a couple months and then get married a couple months later. Yes, but that is the anomaly. You know, sometimes these things take And then even when you end up in that wonderful relationship, being in a great atmosphere to hold you accountable. I believe good change, true change happens in community where you have action, consistent action and accountability, right? Like there's something beautiful with that, that secret sauce, right? So that's really how the Real Love Network got formed with options to be able to work with me. So that's, that's, that's really where it is. Matchmaking is still an amazing feat, but I definitely have dialed that back because I feel that women can find love no matter your size, no matter your look, no matter your wages, you know, no matter what people say about a high value person and a high value this, you know, these are all these terms they throw around. You know, I feel that you can find love where you're at. One is a belief in right? So yes, you can hire a matchmaker, but understand that's a tough job, right? Because matchmakers, $15,000, you're handing over for six introductions. And so the question is, will you find the love of your life in those six? You don't know, right? It's a gamble. But for some of you listening, watching, you're like, I'm willing to take that risk. And for some of you, you're like, I do want to work on myself in this process. So it could be a stepping stone, right? So starting with the coaching. And then if you're like, I've exhausted everything known to man. All right, move on to matchmaking. But you just might, that coaching just might be enough for you to be able to find the love that you want, but also have the community to uphold you through that roller coaster. Because it is a roller coaster of emotions, right? You find somebody, you let them go. <laughs> like the fish, like a fish in the sea. Right? Like, it, right? And being able to come back to a healthy space to support you in that process. Because what happens is we go back to a negative place too often where we beat ourselves up. We kiss dating goodbye. We take a year off. <laughs> you know, all the things. And then we wonder why 40, 50, 60, 69 is my eldest client. So, you know, when we, when all, you know, the next age, the next bracket is knocking at the door because we put love off too many times to focus on something else. So my, my main invitation is really focus on love now, make it a priority now, make it a daily part of your life now and be a part of a community that can support you through it. Yeah. So, so say a little bit more about that. And then um, someone had sent me a question. I'm going to ask you here in a minute. Um, so when you're 55 or 65, love yeah. is still available for you. Yes. <laughs> I just did a podcast interview with someone who is over 62. She won't let, let me say her exact age, but she's over 62 and she has found love, right? They're talking about marriage, all the things in her mature age. So my whole thing is, you know, the average lifespan, we're talking about 80s, 90s, 100, you know, depending on your own fitness level and how well you're taking care of yourself. Let's be real, right? But but why just give up? Why, why not have, don't even call it your last years. Why not just have your years with love around you? And I know you have grandkids and I know you have cousins. And I know you have your sorority sisters. I understand all of that, but there's something about a romantic love that is just yummy. <laughs> 
So I got a direct message and anyone that's watching uh, live or listening live, feel free to send me a direct message if you do not want to put it in the public messages. So she says that she's always put chemistry as a high value in relationships. And as you know, it has not always worked out for me. So where, where does chemistry fit in the intentional dating space? Ah, perfect question. So I have a system called LLC, LLC. So I want you to lead with love, then logic, then chemistry. So LLC, all y'all business, right? All about your business. So the LLC, so you should remember it. Love, logic, hmm? then chemistry. So when I say love, I'm meaning being vulnerable, right? Leading with that vulnerability, that connection piece. Um, My pastor told me back in the day, you know, can, you know, the person that you choose in life, choose them for something you can't pay for, okay? What can you pay for? You can pay for just about everything, okay? Cook, clean, clean your pipes, all the things, right? So you cannot pay for a connection, a true connection. So that L, and then the logic piece, you know, we're always leading with the resume. How much does he make? What's his credit score? What does he drive? You know, all the things on a resume. How many times have we gotten with someone that looks good on paper, but it's not good for us? Hmm? Let's not judge that paperwork so quick. So that should be second. And then the chemistry piece, yes, is a part, but let that be third, okay? Let, let, let the chemistry be last. Yes, I want you to be attracted to the person, not repulsed, okay? But sometimes we just get so focused on, do I wanna jump his bones? And then you do, And then there's no real relationship there. And then you wonder why everything fizzles out. We got to switch the order. Come on, switch the order, switch the order. (laughs) There we go, new new dance. (laughs) You and I are on the same page. I was literally just having this conversation today with somebody that, you know, that's entering the dating scene. And I said to look for the things that cannot be outsourced. And you just said it. And that was exactly what I said to where you can't, you can outsource cooking. You can outsource the handyman. (laughs) I mean, for real, you can outsource. So really focusing on those intrinsic inter things, you know, and as you were talking about the the LLC, I was for sure thought you were going to say love, logic, and lust. (laughs) The three L's, but it is chemistry, everybody. (laughs) Yeah. So, so with that being said, Coach Cass, what would be your best advice for those who are open to new love? They're watching us and they want to go up. The pandemic is, is, you know, we're getting to another phase. They want that new love. And how can they put themselves in the best position to connect with others on the same journey? Right. Okay. So I, I believe there's three ways to meet someone. Okay. Three. Very simple. One, online. So even if you don't do online dating, there's social media Instagram, Clubhouse, TikTok, all the things, right? So showing up in those spaces authentically as yourself, but then also appealing, right? So pictures of your puppy and your food are not going to help you, okay? So mix it up. Two, in person, you actually have to go to something. (laughs) Go to the supermarket, go to an event, go somewhere. And yes, you can still meet someone with a mascot. Let me tell you, I've gone to a couple of places and I smile at people and then they start walking towards me. I'm like, nah, 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 nah. You're married over here. All right. Have a good day now. You know, how you doing? I'm, I'm good. Right. So really, like, you can still be cute and married. You can, you can but I'm not, I'm not even trying to say that. So, you know, with the, with the mask, I hear, oh, but Coach Cass, everybody has a mask on. Listen, you can still flirt with the mask on. Your eyes say it all, baby. Right. So, so that's in person, online, in person. And the third is introduction. So, yes, that's a matchmaker. That's your cousin. That's your coworker. 
right? So when you start to think about it, does anybody know that you're single? If you're keeping it to yourself, right? The busy woman that has so many things to do. Like for instance, I have a woman's Bible study on Tuesday nights. And I remember specifically texting busy women that I personally know, and they all showed up and they showed up on time. And I was so flabbergasted. I judged you. I did. I absolutely judged that you would not come. And they said, why wouldn't we? Right. Mm -hmm. We put it on the schedule. Right. So put love on the schedule and make it happen. You want something done? Give it to a busy woman. So I don't want to hear anything about I ain't got no time, Coach Cass. Listen, you can make it happen. The question is, do you want to? Yeah. I got for you. And if you need a clubhouse invite, contact one of us because one of my uh, dear friends is watching and they know who they are. They always know shoot those shot rooms. <laughs> I am not in the shoot. I didn't completely call him out, but he knows who he is. So when we talk about that whole online dating, you know, what about the people that that don't want to do the online dating? I mean, what would you tell clients when they don't want to use that method? They may be more, um, I call it old school, and yeah. they want to meet people in a more of a traditional sense. I mean, what could you tell them? Yeah. What do you like to do? I had this conversation with a client today. What What do you like to do? Very simple. I, I, I did a, a podcast interview earlier. She met her guy while on the bike trail, right? So it it literally is, are you doing what you like to do? Do you like to do anything? Right. So the problem is, is that you work too much and you're always on the computer. Right. So if you're always on the computer and you're always working, where is the fun? All work and no play makes Jane a dull, dull girl. Right. Or Janisha, whatever. Right. So, <laughs> so I really want you to start to look at how is your life set up and where are the extracurricular activities? Where is the fun stuff? One client. So I, I have master classes within my within my network and on the last one, one of the ladies shared, where can I meet a guy? I'm like, don't you like cigars? She's like, yeah, I love cigars. Do you go to the cigar bar? Right. Men are all in the cigar bar. Do I like cigars? No, but you like cigars. So men are there. So just l literally make a list of all the things you love to do and then find the events that go in line with that or just do them and then keep your eyes open. My issue is that you get so focused. All right, I'm here for this and I get in and I get out. Right. And then we're staring at our phone all the time. Be present, be purposeful, be passionate in what you do and it'll come. Right. So for the old school people, it is still possible, but understand that the numbers decrease. So if we go to a networking event, there's 50 people, 25 of them are men. 17 of them are married, gay, taken, whatever, right? So then you have three people left. Are you attracted to them? Are they attracted to you? Now it's up to you to deal with those statistics. Those are the statistics that we can run. Those are the numbers we can run, just like we do in business. So this is why, listen, every business owner is like, okay, let me dibble dabble in this online stuff because me finding my customer walking outside isn't as simple as me popping up my laptop. Same concept. So now you want to put a box around love. Don't put a box around your business, but you want to put a box around love. Okay, right? So here are the numbers. You can find those three guys at the one event that maybe some people are at, or you can also try online that has millions of folks saying hello. So if they like coffee, go into Starbucks. Don't yeah. look at your phone. Look around and say hello. Look at someone exactly. in the eyes. Girl, I went to Starbucks yesterday, right? And this guy comes in and it's pretty much like, hey, Norm. Everybody knew his name. I was like, of course 
said, he just looked like he had a good aura. So we ended up both at the coffee stand at the same place. I was like, hey, you come here often? I was like, how funny is that, that I actually said, hey, you come here often? He's like, yeah, I'm actually here four to five times a day, right? So, so just that was just a very simple interaction that if there was an attraction, right, he would have said something extra, right? Or, you know, I wasn't with a ring on my finger, but you know, you know what I'm saying? So sometimes we make things a little bit too difficult. Sometimes it's just a simple hello. And I know for some of you watching, you might be saying, you want me to say hello, Coach Cass? What is that? Ah, isn't he supposed to find me? Hanti, how is he supposed to know that you're there if you don't say hello? Because most of the time we have this RBF and y'all can look up what that is. We have this RBF just stuck on our face. And this is the reason why we can't get anywhere, right? So a simple smile and hello will go a very far away. You don't have to overthink it because if there's an attraction there, it happens. So just create the connection and don't overthink it also. <laughs> See that other part of it where people over, overthink it. So I got to ask you this question because it comes up all the time. And, you know, as we talk about, as we're dabbling in the halls of the club, I also see rooms that have this name as well. But how can people avoid finding themselves in these situationships? I hear it all the time. I didn't realize until I realized that, you know, we weren't in a coupleship and they find themselves in these situationships. So talk to us a little bit about what that is and how can people avoid that, especially if that's not what they want? Stop laying on your back with your legs in the air. That's the problem. (laughs) (laughs) Speak the truth. (laughs) And the devil. I'm just saying, right? So if you are someone that wants lifetime love, right? Very specific. Because some people are just looking for the hookup. All right, do you, baby. But if you're looking for more than a situationship, we're not inviting or going to people's homes and couches and, you know, late night things unless there's some real intention there. So a part of that is the old school, the courting, the asking you out, the setting a time and a date, the showing up on time, the consistency, the intentions through actions and words out of the mouth, right? Where you're actually talking about, you know what? I want to be with you and just you. And for some of you, you're saying, oh, but boyfriend, girlfriend, that's like high school. Well, situationships are also high school, baby, right? So if you're grown, you need to make it clear what's required to spend time with you. And if you don't share your requirements, then they will just allow, (laughs) then anything goes, right? That's the assumption. Well, okay, anything, anything goes if there's no real requirements here, period. This goes back to uh, the statement that you made earlier that that some of our viewers really liked, and that's intentionally dating. Got to yeah. communicate and you got to set those. I also hear setting boundaries because, yeah. you know, when I look back at some of the conversations I'll have around this concept and we work backwards to kind of figure out, OK, well, how did you get here? A couple of things you just you just mentioned it is uh, sprinting uh, to the chemistry, the sex really quick or not having boundaries or having boundaries, but letting someone bulldoze them because you are from that wounded place so badly, then you get into the performing and auditioning and trying to get love. And then you think, okay, well, if I just become what he wants, the chameleon and I have sex and I'm going to cook for him and do all this other stuff. And I'm like, there ain't enough sex in the world that's going to make somebody love you, sugar, if that's not what their intention is. And that's exactly what you said. So when you kind of move with moderation and you create the boundaries, and if somebody really wants to see and know you, they're still going to be there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
That's it. So talk to us a little bit about, you know, what we can anticipate seeing in the world of dating over the next year. I mean, we've just gone through uh, life-changing experiences for many people. And we're talking about the Zoom dates and, you know, fear of dating again. I mean, what were some of your predictions? So some people will still take it slow. Nice and slow. Right? Some people are going to still take it slow. Other people are so excited the world is opening up that they just might go crazy. <laughs> Literally like a sheltered child that's never been let out. So I think there's going to be two um, extremes that happen. The continuation of the video dates and the, you know, let's talk first before we go on the date. And then there's going to be some folks that are going to go to every single event <laughs> and connect with all the people. So for me, the, the, the trends, the trend that we've seen in the pandemic will continue, but I think there will be some hyperactivity happening. And I just want to remind people that condoms are still um, a thing. And uh, it's, you know, just like the thing on your face where something goes <laughs> up. All right. <laughs> That's my health PSA for you. So, so talk to us a little bit in our last few minutes. Yes. That single is not a bad word. No, <laughs> it's not. It is not a bad word. It's just a status. Just like mom is a status. Just like VP is a status. Don't let it define who you are. And for some of us, we have an issue of understanding what that is, right? We lose ourselves in the titles and the things and then comparing ourselves to friends. Some people that I work with were married for 20 years and then that marriage fell apart. And then now they're finding themselves single, something they didn't think would happen. And then now what does dating look like in this new era, right? 40s, 50s. And they're just like, what should I do with this? Right? Why is it so weird? Why is this man asking me for pictures? Right? So it, it, it really is one learning um, again, who you are and how you define yourself in today's society and being okay with that. And that is okay to be single. There's nothing wrong with that. Enjoying your singleness. So many people are happy being single, but then also coming to terms with there's a yearning for connection and that's human nature. There's nothing wrong with that, period. Normal and natural and human nature. Yeah. If you can answer this, I don't know if you can answer this in, in 45 uh, seconds, but someone is asking, is there a true difference of dating when you're over 45? Um, I think there's a, a, a certain way that you like to do things. When you're 45, hunty, if I put the cup there, the cup better be there when I come back. <laughs> so a part of it is being malleable and formable to be able to let love in. So I think that is the main thing. When you're over 45, you kind of set in your ways and there is an extra process to be done to let love in. Yeah. How can people stay in touch with you? They work with you. They love your personality just like I do. I mean, how, how can they stay in touch with you? How can they work hey, with you? I'm working to get to 10,000 on Instagram. So follow me at inspire many on Instagram. Send me a DM. Let me know that you enjoyed this here on Facebook. I'm at coach Cass and the website is inspiremany.com. So yeah, either way, just connect with me. I love it for all the ladies. I have a freebie relationshipsforbusywomen.com. How to ace the next date. And for those that are live real time, you're getting ready to host a room on clubhouse. Is that correct? Oh, yes. In, in like a couple minutes. Yes. <laughs> okay. So Follow me on Clubhouse at Inspire Many. I love it. Follow in the club and you can keep the conversation going. So thank you so much for joining us on Let's Talk About It with Janie Lacey. So in closing, a quote from one of my favorite humans. 
Oprah Winfrey, of course, challenges are gifts that force us to search for a new center of gravity. Don't mm -hmm. fight them. Just find a new way to stand. Find a new way to stand. Until next time, this is your host, Dr. Janie Lacey. Thank you for tuning in. Let's Talk About It can be heard live every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Please join your host, Dr. Janie Lacey, for another edition of the show next week.